Hello, my fellow hemp nuts. Are you ready for the cannabis bonanza? Woo! Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> Finally. Well, welcome to the New Hemp Time Show, recorded at Gotham Studios, the sweetest smelling podcast studio in the world. As usual, today's podcast is partially powered by McSorley's Chili Dogs, McSorley's Ale House, the oldest ale house in the United States. Also, also partially powered by Five and Dimes Old Fashions, handcrafted by Aaron. We're also fueled... Wait. By Eddie and his buddy with the nice hairs ponytail at the Smith. And uh, Dennis and Caitlin from the Five and Dime, too, because yeah, they're, they're very added, This excited. is in chronological order. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm shutting They up. also no, make old fashions. They make old fashions. They yes. insist. <laughs> <laughs> they insist. They put the cubes in. Yes. Yeah. Well, they do a great job with those old fashions. Right. I mean, come on. Standardizing the ice cubes, that's hey. pretty hard. Uh, no, I was kidding, <laughs> kidding. Sorry. We'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters for helping to make this show yes, possible. Thank you, yes, thank, thank you, thank you, people. My name is Jehan Marku. I'm a cannabis researcher with a PhD. I'm joined by the unapologetic farmer Randy Cameroon Jr. Hey, hey. Changing the world with sustainable community-based hydroponic cultivation Got and agriculture. Right. Oh, I love that. And right. from HBO's crashing, performing every week in Manhattan, Greer Barnes. Around the yes. world. Around the world. Nice. Yes. And as usual, last but not least, our resident clinical social worker, Jan Roberts. Thank Doc you. Jan. Hello, guys. How are we doing today? Good, good, good. good. Before good. we conduct the check-in, we'll come back to that in just a second. Our show for the next hour or so is we'll Jan will come in and do our check-in with us, as she does every week, followed by our word of the day. We got a, another ancient word about cannabis. We'll discuss some high science, uh, this study about THC analysis in the dead, and it has big implications for how we look at intoxication and policy. It's a really wild study. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, this T- is going to be a fun one. and dead people? Yes. And dead All right. people. All right. <laughs> and then we'll get to some cannabis busting mm. with uh, testing our news <laughs> and science. That got creepy <laughs> after <laughs> so, <laughs> We'll get to it. It's okay. a wild study. Don't worry. We'll dive into that one a little bit. And then before we go to a listener call in, I want us to talk about 420 and what it means to you guys. Uh, so, And then, of course, we'll end with Mind Munchies. So... Here with the check-in is our licensed clinical social worker, making sure we're happy, happy and healthy and happy. living to our potential. Oh. Ah, thank you. Thank you. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to New Hemp Times. I am Jan. Um, I am the resident therapist here and just wanted to do my kind of check-in to see how people are doing since you're getting to know us week to week. There's some really cool stuff. Go, there's stuff going on, and like I got, I don't know if you guys saw this, but before I check in with you, I'm checking in with myself. There was that episode on Happy Monkey, the women entrepreneurs just oh, released. Yeah, sent that Thank to me you, today. Vladimir. Yeah, and uh, it's really kind of funny because it's yours truly is on there. So with a panel little, of other little folks snippets. No, it's just the interviews okay. that um, God, I can never remember his name. It begins. Oh my God, the interview guy. The host guy. Yeah, the host yeah. guy. I love Is him. It Vlad? No, no, not Vlad. Anyway, um, so it's a really good thing. So check Happy Monkey TV, and that's a really good, oh. uh, really interesting thing. And so, anywho, it's been a rough, crazy week, uh, and I just wanted to see how my favorite compadres, my Wednesday afternoon people are doing so how you doing good 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 what's going on in your world just got back from distribution meeting setting up some uh food distribution situations for brooklyn sprout so um we met with a group called red rabbit and they distribute to schools here in new york and the tri-state area i believe outside in new york but they have a huge distribution base so 
Um, we got another distribution partner, Big Cap. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really so good. So we get these kids to eat vegetables? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> At least put it in front of some vegetables. chocolate on it. Yeah. Yes. Put some chocolate on it. Chocolate dip, dipped carrots. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. That's yeah. really good. So you're doing, feeling good. Yeah. Life's treating you well. Gave you a little bit of energy boost. Yeah. You know. It's always good when we have good stuff That's right. to us. Cool, cool, cool. Jayhan, how are you doing? Oh, I think I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm a little uh, sore from, uh, I went to a early session of martial arts yesterday mm-hmm. and did some jujitsu and some Jeet Kune Do. Nice. Uh, it was, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, we uh we did these combos in Jeet Kune Do and I actually got a compliment from Seifu. There's this like build up to these combos and it ends this ten uh like punch kick combo ends with a hit to the groin and then running away. <laughs> <laughs> and is that really that yeah. works every time. And, and I got my first compliment. I start with the kick to the groin. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta Kune end Do, with that. that. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like this quick thing, and he's like, "You look really good doing that. That was perfect." I was like, oh, "I found my like my move." <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. Did you say Seifu or Seifu? Seifu. Sorry. Seafood, yeah. uh, I, I thought, thought he the... said seafood. I, sorry. I, I, <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Hello. Sensei Seifu. Yeah, yeah. Did you bow well, to your sensei? Sensei is Japanese. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Oh is damn it. Chinese. You didn't correct me last Chinese. night when I kept asking you if you had bowed to your sensei. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have one. Bowed to your sensei. <laughs> I'm doing. I bow to no one. <laughs> I actually don't have one. Oh my god! Well, how are you doing, Greer? I'm fantastic. Yeah. What's uh, up in your world? Nothing. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so, do you guys really believe that? Give me a break. Yeah, nothing. Happening. Nothing happening. Well. Same old, same old. Same old, yeah, same old. You're it. playing at uh, you're playing at Comedy Cellar this week. No. no I'm not gonna do that. At all. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Oh, you're <laughs> Hey, can you get me tickets? For when? Uh, Friday night. Girlfriends are coming in. Really? So, yeah. If you guys want to meet some really fun, cr- kind of crazy hippie women, I'm hey. going to be hanging out with three of them this weekend. <laughs> crazy hippies. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds like we've had an uneventful week. Very. And uh, it's time for us to have summer vacation. Hey. As far as I'm concerned. Sounds right. good. All right. Thank you for that check-in, Jan. Always good to hear what's happening with you guys and gals. <laughs> uh, Thank well, you. brings us to our word of the day. Mm. And I found another ancient Sanskrit and Hindi word for cannabis. And this one has a big definition. But it's, this word is called harshini or harshini, H-A-R-S-H-I-N-I, harshini. And it means the exciter of sexual desire, the rejoicer, delight giver, causer of elation. Mm. That is a heck of a description for uh, causer cannabis. Causer of what? Hel- hel- Ela- elation. elation. Harshini. Yeah. I think we know a Harshini. We grew up with it. And she was a little, she was a little freaky too. She was. Yeah, that, she that she fits. Kept us excited. Exactly. The bringer of excitement. Harshini. Harshini. I did you see the the picture that uh, yeah. our social media person? She made a yeah. meme about uh, oh, the word of the day. Oh, yeah. And what does it look like, Jayhan? It's a flower. <laughs> It's a flower that's opening itself. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Flowers open. I'm always <laughs> <laughs> better than closed ones. Yeah. <laughs> so make them blossom. Oh I'm God. hoping these words of the day change change the vernacular so people will be like, "Yeah, I woke and harshened today." <laughs> that would work. Though. Dig it.
Well, as promised, uh, we have some high science today. And this is, I found this really wild study and interviews from these researchers. And this, again, this is another discovery that's bigger than gravitational waves. So there is new evidence out there that's going to invalidate a lot of THC testing that's done after people die from accidents or natural causes. So, you know, they have these studies and they try and say, like, oh, what caused the accident? What caused the death? And they look at THC and they're like, they report these, like, oh, my God levels of THC, right? Yeah. So, like, they'll look at roadside accidents and they'll take, uh, you know, people go to the morgue and then they'll take blood samples. And these THC levels are, like, really high. And people were confused, like, In these car accidents? Yeah, or when people have THC in their system at the time of death. And what the researchers found out, because they were asked to determine, does marijuana play a role in death, like in Colorado? And they came back with, we can't really answer that question because it's not scientifically possible. Because when you take a sample after death, the levels go sky high because the body's breaking down and releasing it from fat. So like Mm -hmm. they did these tests with people in a clinic where if you have someone who's Below the legal limit, like in Colorado, which is five nanograms, uh, that will actually, you know, when they're alive, it'll be, could be right at a legal limit, non-intoxicating sort of threshold. Right. But after death, that just goes it's sky true. high. So they're talking about they can't rely on these analysis when it comes to trying to detect impairment or whether or not they had levels, um, you know, have it in their system when they're alive. And, this Why is, are they testing after death? Just for the knowledge? Yeah, or, so like, was so it alcohol? It, yeah. But if it's Opioids an alcohol-related or, crash, are they just checking to see? Is it, is, it a, is it an accident in particular or like just a death period when somebody dies? Like, It's is it generally of, death period, but, mm, okay. they, but they really want to use this to be able to say, this data has been used for a long time to say we had an accident and these people had really high levels of THC in their yeah, blood. Yeah, like AAA has been saying that for yeah. a long time. And when I look at these blood levels, I'm like, there's no way they got that from smoking. So I've been no. wondering for a while, are their tests just bad or what's happening? Their tests are bad. <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not they don't relevant. Know what the, they don't know what they're doing. They're not they're relevant. Beat it, dummies. So, yeah. So it's just an artifact from the body breaking down. <laughs> sure. Government money's going to these morons. Yeah. <laughs> beat it, stupids. But that, that makes big, total sense dummy. about it being released once. Yeah. Once they're gone. So I found this important because we hear about this all the time where people do these tests about, you know, what drugs were involved at the scene of this death. Marijuana was there and it was there in really high amounts. The person may not have smoked for a week. But it was the gunshots that killed him. (laughs) He was very high, though. (laughs) You know, how do you know? Yeah, Jack Watch. Jack Watch. (laughs) Peanut. So, peanut, I love that. So I'm sure with 420 <laughs> approaching, we'll hear all about this. Oh, you peanut. Damn peanut. You damn peanut. I think we Ask should Jimmy. <laughs> Kids don't know what the hell we're talking about. I know. About. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to Jimmy put that in the show. Carter. <laughs> oh, peanuts. Oh, oh my I saw it. I was corny. I'm either. slow. I saw it in I your eyebrows. Slow. You got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm and I'm that age group. Ask Jimmy. He was a peanut farmer. Oh, my God. Peanuts. That's social studies knowledge right there. <laughs> See, okay, wait, wait. He was wait. a really good president. I have to say, oh the reason I didn't get it, my father used to always have a, a fictional friend named Jimmy or Jim. So that's why I was like, how did he know about dad's <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> Jim. He would be like, go ask Jim. <laughs> Sorry. He's we sitting right home. there. He's yeah. sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's what he used to say to you as a kid. Yeah. That's Don't awesome. Ask Jimmy. I'm going to start saying that to my kids. Jim. Go ask Tommy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's Tommy? He don't see him. 
That's brilliant. Oh my god, you where to go? See, no wonder rocks. I'm a friggin' therapist. <laughs> Can I have five dollars? That time, ask Tommy. Tommy, give me Okay, so my oldest son, <laughs> my oldest son had an imaginary friend too, named Frosty. And they would actually get into <laughs> arguments together. They would. To they would get into arguments. Julian would start getting into an argument. And one time, we're at this like buffet the, at this re- wedding reception. <laughs> and Julian, <laughs> Frosty had too much to drink. Uh, Julian is like getting mad and stomping his feet. Frosty, what's wrong with Frosty? you? Don't tell me what to do. I love weddings. <laughs> My dad oh, was like, funny. you've got to stop, Julian, because you're going to be on Dr. Phil one day or something like that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> here we are. So what would you do? Escort Frosty out no, of the I premises? En- I encouraged it. I thought it was cute. <laughs> swing on him. Swing on him. Swing on him. We still, around, at, Christmas, at Christmas time, we still send Julian, like, pictures of Frosty the Snow <laughs> and stuff. Nice. Sounds like the beginning of a horror film 40 years <laughs> later. Yeah, exactly. Wait, anyway, what are you doing here? I've been looking for you. <laughs> No, Look, been. Frosty, I told you, man. Oh, I don't want nothing God. to do with you. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, my God. Oh. You guys are funny. Anyway. I got kids in the family. <laughs> you mean I have kids in the family? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Oh, my guys. God. We've already started. Excellent. Here Excellent. We go. All right. I can't get on the fucking internet. What? Cool. (laughs) Maybe this is supposed to be one of them shows they don't get to hear. They don't get (laughs) to hear. Well, it's being recorded anyway. Oh, you don't get to see it. (laughs) I don't get to see it. (laughs) Really? I wonder why, though. I don't know. I'll figure Uh, it out. That's what I've been doing over here. Are you guys warmed up? Are you warmed up? Oh, I think we are. Okay. Well, you know, I tried to. to get out of here. As soon as all the imaginary people leave, we can get started finally. (laughs) Tommy, go out there with you. We grew up with a Frosty. Uh Did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Dance his ass off. Steady crew. Sure, you grew up with a Frosty. So did Julian. (laughs) (laughs) Could Could other people see Frosty? (laughs) <laughs> could other people see frosty oh yeah this yeah. one you can see him okay oh, man. Right, wait. you guys are making me want to look up research about imaginary friends wait. and cannabis like well i was about to get into some spiritual because oh, frosty really could have been something julian saw it was julian's spirit animal frosty hello it wasn't a psych. <laughs> I'm serious, man. And he was getting angry. We, we he could always, do them we could always exactly. call Julian and ask. Julian, did you really see Frosty? He would kill me. Maybe we should. We should. We do have the technology, you know. And access to research. Let's journals. do a seance. <laughs> exactly. Let's get a, a Ouija board and bring Frosty's oh ass God. right back up in here. <laughs> if there's a sorcerer listening to this, could you please? Could you please? <laughs> could you please? Conjure the spirit of Frosty. Dear Frosty. Well, if we need to call Julian and ask if he ever saw him, let me know. We can do that. (laughs) He'll kill me. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Mom, you just. It's like, shut up, Mom. (laughs) You can't say his name three times? Exactly. (laughs) We ain't said it about nine. Now we're dead. (laughs) Yep, he's coming in our dreams tonight. He's going to murder us. Anyway, sorry. We totally went off the deep end. No, that's good. That's good. You know why? Because it's that season. It's the 420 holiday season. It is. So we're getting prepared. And I tried to pick uh, these and create these news and science headlines around, uh, you know, 420 and cannabis and stuff. A little, tried to pick some special ones that I could find or come up with. 
So if we're ready for Cannabustin, we can dive right in. Let's do it. So when you hear something strange about marijuana, who are you going to call? Cannabusters. All right. <laughs> Here's where we challenge you with a headliner story, and it's your job to determine if it's a finding, is it a fact, is it just fiction? So our first story... Fiction! (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Frosty just gave me the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Is he looking behind me? Yes, (laughs) right behind me. Hey, man, Tommy. It's getting cold in here. (laughs) Do you feel it? All right. So first story is this is this a, is this did this really happen or did I make this up last night? Surgeon Gen- former Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders has co-authored an op-ed on modern day reefer madness, criticizing it. Did the former Surgeon General author an article recently criticizing modern day reefer madness? Hmm. Hmm. See, I, I've been around for about. 54 years, mm-hmm. and in all my time, I ain't never heard of a Surgeon General <laughs> by the name of uh, Jocelyn. What's her name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Elders. 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 Now, the bitch might have been old. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't that old. I never heard of. I'm going to have to say you came up with that today. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to show up. <laughs> hey, he 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 beat us. Go figure. I hey. love it. He All right, I agree. Early. You made that one up, Jan. Yes. This yes, what you you made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to multitask over so, here. So while while desperate for news and political stories to cover this week, I found this article published recently in the Psychiatric Times on the right. 21st Century Reefer Madness, authored by David Nathan, Jocelyn Elders, and Brian Adenoff, where they appeal to government officials and the public and our fellow physicians to support sensible regulation of adult cannabis use. Surprising. What administration was she under? Yeah. Uh, I'd have uh, to check. I think it was Clinton. Really? Yeah. No, Jocelyn what? Elders. I Justin Elders was Clinton. I mean, the name I, sounds familiar, but. Yeah. I, she was from Arkansas. You don't know about her? I can't. I don't remember. She was uh, first black woman that was a surgeon general. She was really? phenomenal. Oh, but I thought she was dude, really good about like sex that... education and stuff oh, like that. Really? Jocelyn Elders was Awesome. Black woman. Yeah. So what's she her like, angle? Her, her angle is there's going to be an overflow, and she they want to get ahead of it. And yeah, I think that they yeah, it's it's very even handed in a sense because they want more humane and cost effective things that are alternative to prohibition and and using science, not misguided moralism around cannabis. And they they talk about uh, uh, Alex Berenson's uh, science fiction book and call it Reefer Madness, the the marijuana violence. Right. But, but they also say uh, that um, they acknowledge that cannabis can trigger or worsen psychosis. So they have this, you know, and they've spent years uh, educating the public uh, about this risk from cannabis. But at the same time, they seem to be supporting uh, regulation of these products and these processes. So it's kind of this like balance where they are still worried about these negative health effects where they say anything would be better than prohibition. Well, not anything, but sensible regulations or, or cost-effective alternatives to prohibition because prohibition right. is very expensive. So it's still conservative, but it's surprising that you'd see these two physicians. So they're All three of them are doctors, but especially a former Surgeon General. Psychosis triggers. How From wide smoking. is that? I mean, aren't there other, th- aren't there other triggers that... 
Yeah, it's a factor. Yeah. It's not it's a, a cause. Okay. So it's, so just, it's, it's not causal. It's a, yeah, yeah, and that's right. what a lot of people confuse is that it's okay. just of the many things that happen. And usually yep. it just kind of uh, unmasks the condition. So people who are predisposed to it, you know, sometimes there's a small percentage of them who are vulnerable who use cannabis and then they're like, oh, I realize I have this condition in the most conceptual sense. But sure. sometimes it, it does unmask uh, conditions. Sure. Mm. Okay, well, I can't believe I got you guys with one. This is amazing. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. Our next one is, um, and I got about five political news ones, and then I got about five science ones. So our next uh, n- news and policy one is Washington State governor and presidential candidate implies he consumed high-quality marijuana in the 70s during an interview. So the Washington State governor... Uh, went on air and talked about uh, cannabis was really good in the 70s, and he basically consumed – he knew there was high-quality cannabis back then. I'll say that's true. Uh, I'll say he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he did it, but I don't think he admitted it. So I'll say well, I mean, have you seen him speak? He seems, oh, you, you, he seems Jay like Jay Inslee? A, yeah. Oh, seems Jay like Inslee? a down-to-earth Is he righty dude. or left? Uh, no, he's, uh, he's uh, left. He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's a Democrat. He's Democrat, um, but what do you what do you go? He's done a lot of work for the state of Washington too, man. Hmm. A lot of good things. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, I, yeah, shoot, uh, didn't uh, why wouldn't he admit it? Uh, Clinton did, right? Sure did. I I inhaled. <laughs> I'm smoking right Isn't now. Isn't that funny right that now. that actually used to be an issue? Was like, right? You know, did you like inhale? I I. But I didn't inhale. Right. I mean, yeah. well, first off, we knew he was lying. Of course, exactly. the fucker lied. Right. Twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, but that was such an issue. Like, like who doesn't I, inhale, even, stupid? Like, right. do cokeheads say that? I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I sniff it. I smelled it, but I didn't sniff right. it. I just smelled it. <laughs> I smelled, but I didn't encephalate. Encephalate. Encephalatia? Don't we know a girl named Encephalatia? Daddy was a coke dealer. <laughs> Daddy was a coke dealer. <laughs> All right, Jan. Do you think uh, the Washington State governor discussed in an interview that he uh, consumed high quality marijuana in the seventies? Yes. yes. We're all. I'm, the only one, I'm, the only, I'm just going to stick to no. I don't know why I was saying no. Because you're probably no. right. On Pod Save America earlier this Damn week, it. Washington State governor implied that he had consumed high quality marijuana in the seventies during a discussion about cannabis potency. Mm. Wow! So uh, I think he's he's really pushing for that presidential nice. candidacy. He's being honest and forthright. So I'd like to know if he tasted anything in the past days? recent. Yeah, like birthday cake. Or yeah, something. exact you know I mean? skittles, right. skittles, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be fruit. Yeah, for, oh my that's goodness, the dirty one. That's yeah. the dirty. Can I just do a shout Mr. out Governor. right now to sure. Miles? He just saved us. Right He's on, Miles. Got Miles us a, he God. set up Miles. with me with a computer, so I'm nice. actually going to be able to be. <laughs> Corresponding with yes, there thank you, nice. Miles, and I love you. Have Robert Smith on your laptop too, because I love Robert Smith. Anywho, Excellent. all right, all right, that was a good one. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that to be honest with you. That mm. that back yeah, it's then, surprising. I, I think a lot of these guys are going to start to good come clean now. because like this, it's different. I mean, they're listening to what people are saying. We want someone different. We want a whole new group of different people to run. We don't this same old is done, but it's. We're done with the same old. Right. Right. Come up. Be honest. Tell the truth. Cool. And marijuana's taking off in America. So you might get some dude to say, oh, I'm going to vote for that guy. 
<laughs> Who smokes? <laughs> Damn right. You know, he's like me. Like I can trust. Oh, him I can relate yeah. to that dude. Absolutely. And he yes. still look like you see him. His eyes always look a little bloodshot. Does he? <laughs> a little glossy. And he, he knows. knows. Yeah, he knows. He's not it's legal a, in the state of Washington. Yeah, he knows. She's not taking us to war. Because it can be a she, you know. That's right. That's oh, right. right. I right. know. We're That's using right. all pronouns. Oh, no, like right. <laughs> But seriously, no, imagine, real. do you think we would, if we had a president, do you think that that was a regular user? Do you think we would be in all these wars? Nope. I don't think they would either. Nope. Especially if other countries had female leaders also. Well, especially if we had a female leader, yeah. But okay, sorry, I oh, digress. I was talking about pay more attention to America and not so much the outside oh. world. Only when need be, but <sighs> that's right. a whole other di- dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all know the CBD craze. People are putting CBD in everything. So is this next one a finding? Is it a fact? Is it a fiction that I made up right before the show? Taco Bell announces plans to release CBD Chalupa Chill Out Meal, available April 20th. <laughs> That's bullshit. bullshit. That's bullshit, too. Oh, my God. Hey, right, oh, I got to blow them up because Taco Bell, 40% of their of their beef is made out of oatmeal, dude. Yeah. Which so just, really? And I haven't been since. And, and, is it TVP or is it just oatmeal? It's straight oatmeal. Oatmeal. Like Quaker oats. Yeah, they're just like cutting their beef mm-hmm. with, oh oatmeal. with oatmeal. If I, I like, wanted oatmeal, I'd eat breakfast. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, go now to you can go to Taco Bell I don't go to breakfast. Taco Bell anymore. I go to Taco Bell just in case I need to move a bowel. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out to be a Did great you laxative. Just say that. <laughs> it's the truth, though. Taco oh, Bell. <laughs> the truth. Oh my god. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, well, god, we're gonna get a call. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you stop talking about us, uh, we'll endorse you. We'll right. get you free chalupas. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, all right. thank you. Well, yeah. maybe you'll believe this next one. Maybe. Uh, Carl's Jr. announces trial run of CBD burger called the Rocky Mountain High Burger. Carl's Jr. Is that place still open? They're struggling, <laughs> dude. They're struggling so much. I can't. I mean, they were in L.A., remember? Yeah, yeah I remember. They, they got the Hardee's star, too. right? Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're, like they're also Hardee's. Yeah. Hardee's. Down south. Yeah. yeah. So is, uh, Carl, is Carl's Jr. going to do a trial run of a CBD burger? We know that Taco Bell isn't doing the CBD chalupa. Uh, but is Carl Jr. going to release the CBD burger? Nah. Roy Rogers is. <laughs> <laughs> Roy was spotted. <laughs> so you guys saying no? Thumbs down? Uh, I, I abstain, Your Honor. You know, I need I'm to abstain. Say that. that's, uh, that's some crock of shit. You're wrong, The company announced for one day only at one location in Colorado on April 20th, they will sell a CBD burger under the name Rocky Mountain High Burger. I I hope it's a veggie patty and not like a beef. No, it's going to be. They they did partner with a veggie meat company. That's insane. But I think it's going to be a meat patty. So I think it's perfect for fast food. You already have no idea what you're eating. Let's add some mysterious (laughs) CBD. We're going to put CBD in it. They'll do it. Give me a Rocky Mountain Highlander. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, dude. Rocky yeah. Mountain is yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn it, I'm sick of all of it. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Extra. All right. So uh, y'all are one, one or two more business headlines. Then you roll a joint and shut up. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then go geez. get a burger. Go, and then we go get burgers. How about that? Old-fashioned way. <laughs> Gee whiz. Why do we make them ourselves then? Yeah, make them. Ex- <laughs> 
All right. So this next one's a little more serious, but uh, the vaping company that used to operate Juul is seeking to inhale $400 million in funding for a cannabis vape. Is this a true story, or did I make this up? The vape company that used to operate Juul is seeking to inhale $400 million in funding for a cannabis vape. Uh, the company that used to operate Juul is Pax Labs. Yep. So are they are they going full steam into after making all that money off of Juul, who's now separate from their company? Are they going headfirst into making cannabis vapes? I thought Pax was in Pax just does does vape, tobacco vape, but I I thought, I thought they Pax, were in. I, I thought they were in already too because I have a Pax. I have and a Pax too. Oil, I've gotten the oils. The, uh, oh, you're tricking us here. Yeah. They gotta be in. I don't well, know. they already they already they're made already an in. herbal vaporizer, but for oils, the next generation they're doing a new fundraising raise, right? I that's think the that's story. true. I'm gonna say no, no. You don't think they're asking people to invest four hundred million for their oh, yeah. next generation vape? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say yeah. So apparently, Pax Labs is full on hitching its star to Cannabis oh. Labs, according to the San Francisco Business Journal. Mm. They're seeking four hundred million in fundraising after Jewel Labs spun out of its operations. They'll get it too. I watch. Wow. Oh. Damn. <clears throat> what else? Let's see. Uh, we can move into a, a, a little science here if you guys are ready. Science. Yeah. High science. Okay. So with the spirit of 420, I found some and wrote some science articles. So did a federal agency recently release a port evaluating police officers' exposure to cannabis smoke at concerts with the recommendation that those officers who are bothered by marijuana smoke and its effects should just be assigned to other locations? <laughs> Are they afraid their officers are going to be hot boxed? <laughs> I mean, they, how was, long is that private? I know. Going on? I would think they would be like, oh, "Hey, can yeah. I go to that concert? Right. I'll work that one." Mm, we don't need. Mm. Yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> can you can you repeat that? Yeah, so, yeah, that's um, interesting. So, did a recent study conducted by a federal agency on police officer exposure to cannabis smoke? Um, conclude that because you know half of the officers basically tested positive for thc did they conclude that um you know they should just have those officers who are bar- bothered by marijuana smoke and its effect should just be assigned to other locations that where there isn't i'll say false reason why i'm guessing most concerts don't they use private security companies and the mm-hmm. police are outside of the stadium once mm-hmm. the the patrons come outside so they're not would yeah. it change your mind if it was an open air stadium like a football stadium. In that case, then the, the these variables now. Then it would just dissipate. And, yeah, I'm going to say right? false. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false. No, no, don't. Do, do the opposite. I'm going to say true. Yeah, true. Because that one is, that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're hedging our bets now. So according to a report issued by the Center for Disease oh, Control, dude. evaluating police officer exposure oh. to cannabis smoke at open air stadium events. So Thank basically you, they've got air, police officers who worked in and around areas within uh, like football stadiums with over 50,000 capacity. And they were assigned to patrol on foot, bicycles, small vehicles before, after, and during concert events. 66% of them uh, basically failed a standard urine test after the event. Um, and 20% of them reported symptoms like red eye, dry mouth, headache, and coughing. Um, That's because they was actually they smoking. Was smoking. <laughs> that motherfucker's yeah, smoking. They, they was smoking. Come on, bro. They were being hot boxing. What? I mean, as paranoid <laughs> as smokers are, you see the cops coming. I mean, what? it's not that open society. You keep... 
And not to mention a cop will tap you right on your bottom right over here and be like, Yo, give me some of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I love this bag. Is that police code for marijuana? <laughs> give me some of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, actually, they just make grunts and sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. I love this bag. But I couldn't believe that their their simple recommendation was one for to, to encourage police officers to report any effects they felt from being exposed at these events. But they usually said, hey, if you don't like secondhand marijuana smoke, you should be assigned to another location. That's that's fair. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Right. It's interesting, though, when you deal with people who have worked in the police industry or, you know, have worked in some kind of like armed forces or police officers we know some people who deal with regulations who came from that so they were always busting people for it and now they're on the flip side and it's it was was fascinating to me how differently they feel about it now having seen what it does to someone to help people it's you know like that was a really right thing you know who i'm talking about right jayhawn i think so so you've heard testimony out of the mouth of a former police officer, right. a military guy. From the cop on the horse's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who? <laughs> All right. Okay, excellent. So we'll put that link in our show notes from the CDC about this interesting report. So when you're out there at 420, if you're at a concert event, just be kind to those officers. Yeah. <laughs> and blow the smoke. Don't blow it. In Don't front blow of it them. in their face. Yeah. Because their eyes are sensitive. <laughs> I want to see who I'm shooting. <laughs> Damn it! Oh my god! Oh, oh, no, god. He's, he's <sighs> Is that him? I don't know. Go ahead, fire, fire! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Randy, you're too funny. You are so funny. Oh. Okay, so our next study is a little more serious, Uh-oh. but oh, it also has to do with cannabis exposure. So did a recent study find that the air quality of cannabis smoking households is linked to a greater number of adverse health outcomes? And did they conclude that it's due to the effects of the drug, like in the air? Say, all right, so Okay, I So a recent study looking at air quality in households uh, – they, you know, they they tried to link cannabis uh, smoking to a greater number of, you know, health issues. Nope. I just left the hazmat folks and they, uh, literally they were at this meeting. I know it sounds funny, but they really were. That's one of the programs that might be at this. Uh, did they spray you down for you love? How would you bring that shit up in here? That too. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so what? the point I was making is it vacuums the air. I would imagine when they check that filter and stuff, it's mold, it's other, you know, airborne yeah. crap that's that's being filtered out of there. Sure. Right. And um, you know, marijuana residue that's left in the air isn't I mean, if it's not proven to cause when you inhale from the joint or the bong itself, mm-hmm. why so I'll say there's a hundred other things in the air that are causing. Yeah. Issues. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Like gas. <laughs> <laughs> After having one of them chalupas. <laughs> An oatmeal chalupa. <laughs> An oatmeal chalupa. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, Jan, what do you Jan? think? Do you uh, think there was a, let's say this study happened, but did they find that it was linked to more adverse no. events, health outcomes? No. 
You should go with what Randy said. I'm saying no. Okay. I'm going to go opposite that. <laughs> so you're going to say yes. That's right. We're opposites today, so, then. I'm going to say I'm yes. I'm going to give you all no. the right answers. <laughs> So it is a trick question because it is a real study. They did find it linked to adverse health outcomes, but it was no different than household smoking cigarettes. They found that this indoor cannabis smoking is just due to the particulate matter and not actually because of the drug, the resin, as you had mentioned. Like there's right. other things. So it just has probably to do more with the air quality in the household. Point, but the things they looked at were like ear infection, skin conditions, bronchitis, uh, emergency room visits, and they really didn't find any significant cause yeah. and effect from that. So uh, as you're out there getting exposed to cannabis, uh, probably the most harmful thing about it appears to be the smoke, according to this study, just in terms of it being smoke. So essentially what we're going to do is see now we're, now we're going to see air filters that are coming out too. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you well, CBD air filters. Yeah. Damn it. That's a new business idea. So that's people. actually what they did. They placed uh, <laughs> air is. monitors in 300 homes. Really? And monitored the quality of the air and like then surveyed these people like how much you smoke and what are you smoking? Oh, I um, love it. I once they took into, account, took into account cigarette smoking, that was like there was no link, no difference. Mm -mm. All mm. right. So our next study, is this a finding or is this fiction? A study concluded that producing THC and CBD in yeast could be inherently dangerous for consumers. Researchers cite concern over CBD's polymorphic structure that results in versions of CBD, which the differences are unknown from the natural compound. They also cite that the number of unintentional compounds produced with unknown effects or toxicity is inevitable. So a study concluding that producing THC and yeast could be inherently dangerous for consumers. It's, you know, people are all interested in making yeast, making cannabis and tequila, making cannabis compounds with yeast. Mm -hmm. We're researchers you mean yeast that you make bread with? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where you're tricking us here. You're tricking yeah. us. Did I... I... Mm -hmm. What? Because if you make brownies or any other bread, why do we, why does the have to be affected on the yeast level? Well, what they're if, doing is I'm talking about there's because this, the yeast level, man. That's the they're, they're, you let it sit. How it? No, I'm saying it. they're splicing. If you're going to add if you into yeast, oh, to so the yeast is, is making it. Sorry I to clarify see. this. So there's All these right. companies have announced these strains of yeast that they want to use genetically altered to. Have them be the cannabis factories instead of the plant. And there's See? a problem because they can't figure out what this new yeast or cannabis. Yeah, researchers are CBD saying. Is yeah, be like. did researchers conclude that producing THC and CBD THC. with genetically modified THC. yeast is basically could be really dangerous for? That's consumers. true. I think it's true. With that, with that added explanation. Do you think it's true, or do you think it was an actual study conducted? Oh, wait, you can't give us two things. I'm going to call bullshit on it. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it just sounds like it. <laughs> it's going to splice it into yeast. What? Is there a yeast seed? Wait a minute. What do you get yeast from? How do you build yeast? Don't you build yeast from something else? Another, like a, You know what I mean? No. It's not like a plant, is it? Yeast. No, yeah. it's a live bacteria. Okay, but how, do you, what do you, how are you going to... Anything you genetically splice, you could break down to a certain level i don't know if they're doing this shit but you could break okay. it down right. i will tell Let's you that Dr. people J. have claimed that they have made these yeasts that produce cannabinoids uh, I'm, I'm, and, and little is right. known about them huh. but our huh. researchers studying it and what do researchers say about it i say yes yeah i'm gonna say this is bs so 
I just made this up, <laughs> but it is true that people are splicing <laughs> genes from the cannabis okay. plant into yeast to try yeah. and grow vats of these yep. cannabis compounds. But I, I, while I made up this thing about the study, this is just from my own bias. I'm like, what is this yeast making? We, we like yeah. cannabis has been grown for millions of years. It's got it down. Exactly. Now you're going to put it into this other machine, this exactly. other bio machine to start spitting out compounds. Right. No researchers are really studying if there are differences between those compounds being spit out by the yeast yep. or things. So another idea for a research project. <laughs> oh, looking at the end Don't plotter. add any more on our plate right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. So what's next then? All right. Uh, did, uh, did a recent study conclude that the use of synthetic cannabinoids is associated with more mental health problems compared to natural cannabis? You know, like the the spice and spice the K two. Yeah, you yes. make you eat somebody's face, right? I would That's say true. That's the yeah. face eating. But has it been concluded in research? Did, did researchers actually want to get to the bottom of this? Do, I mean, we we think it's a real fact, but right. logically, I mean, all I gotta see is the face eating. I don't need any more analyzing after that. <laughs> so you guys say it's a so real wait. study? Hey, wait, no, wait, it's not Hold a real on. study. You so just you... made that up. Well, sure, the use of synthetic cannabinoids is associated with more mental health problems compared to natural cannabis. Is this a published finding, or is this? Uh, I don't think fiction. it's a published finding. Written but fiction. I, but I think it's real. You guys think it's science fiction. It's real, but it's the science fiction headline I made up. Yep. It's a real one. It's a real issue, though. Yeah, K2 and Spice causes all sorts of problems. In fact, that was one of the reasons we did the consumer warning with our research center, because there was a study that found that the CBD had... Um, CBD oil that was tested had all of these components that were fain- found in K2, right? And that people are taking CBD thinking they're like helping their anxiety, but they were actually potentially exacerbating it because of the chemicals that were in the formulas. These are people who were prescribed real no, and they, oh, they, they were, just. They were buying it from <clears throat> actually a reputable, well, not reputable, but mm-hmm. a well known brand. And uh, the researchers at Virginia Commonwealth University looked at this brand and found all sorts of things in the like, CBD. Like uh, DXM, dextromorphan in yeah. it yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And I, I love the comment from the, was it the oh CEO. He's like, yeah, somebody's putting that in there. Yeah, <laughs> he, actually, he actually wanted to say that he thought that someone was spiking it. You know, I was like, like you what? little shit. This is Did a safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quote was just abominable. I think we talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, it's an but, ongoing issue. Yeah. So while this is a real issue and something we can observe and think logically this is this would be true but it has also been concluded in the journal of psychopharmacology in berlin researchers from the department of drug monitoring uh in utrecht and also in other countries have studied this in uh, 367 users of synthetic cannabinoids and natural cannabis and found higher rates of drug abuse sleep problems depression anxiety and other mental health problems from another problem with these synthetic drug com- things is that most of the times, just some guy in his garage with like a sprayer, just spraying the compounds on some plant material like Damiana or right. something else, that which you looks switch. like marijuana. Yeah, it has and a, I was in Utrecht, by the way. It's a nice place. Uh, Lots yeah. of bicycles with that. Yeah. Love... It's in Holland. Yeah, yeah, I love the Netherlands. Yeah, I had a ball out there. So. All right, so our next study with uh, all we this... should do a live podcast from there, Amsterdam. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Business right off. Let's go right now. Uh, wait, wait. Paul's yeah. over Broadway. there. He's like, yeah, can yeah, I go? Yeah. <laughs> Our sound engineer right. wants Amsterdam to go, too. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to bring the sound equipment. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That'd be hilarious. He's just bogged down with a bunch of men. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, like, hey, we're going to the coffee shop. Although you have to be careful when you travel with sound equipment and laptops for events for, regarding cannabis in Europe. We went to one in Hungary for a research conference, and the guy who was running the conference, a real science conference, they unscrewed his laptops what? to look and see if there was, like, cannabis bricks in them uh-uh. and things like that. Serious? Yeah. In the, hungry? Yeah, like going it's crazy, like right? Like who's uh, smuggling shit in your starving ass country, dude? You can't make any money selling shit any old way, dude. Please. Oh my so why God. do you think they call it hungry? <laughs> oh, <sorry>. oh, <laughs> <damn> <laughs> Oh, oh, you guys are nuts. Well, they must have some serious, these strict uh, drug laws in Hungary. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of make it up as they go along in oh, some of those countries. But, 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 unscrew it. Okay, so wait, hold on. I want to go back to K2 and Spice for a second. Because you know where we you also, get it? <laughs> well, usually, Your local gas station. Yeah, and it's, it's really used a lot by teenagers because they can't get access to, to legal weed or access in the to hood. good weed. The hood, the hood kids don't because they got the real shit. Right, so, you know, they, they're like, what? And in the military. And, right. and in places where people don't feel like, you know, they're right. going to... Uh, they can't, don't have access to it. And so this is where I kind of, it kills me with like legalization that one of the, this is a side effect of prohibition. You know what I mean? That we're having these synthetic chemicals now, people are using them. People are going to want to get high regardless. I mean, that's just a fact of life, whether right. it's having a glass of wine, you know, or, or taking a hit or just like even going on a roller coaster that makes you out of your, you know what I right. mean? Kind of out of your senses. Right. We all seek, we're all kind of, we seek something. Yeah, different. like and, roller coasters. <laughs> but, but, sleepy so, time tea. Ab- Right. I remember the first, I swear, <laughs> my pop has never smoked a joint in his life. Me and him, I was about fifth grade, drank a, a hat. We each drank half a cup of Sleepy Time. We were like dope fiends. Like, <laughs> I could not believe this shit really works. You know what I mean? It's that does. Knock it's you the out. mint and caramel. Yeah, yeah. knock you out. It does. Yeah. God, we yeah, digress. Oh, Sleepy Time. <laughs> Get past that chamomile lozenge. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I'd like you know, a lot of people talk about the hazards of butane extraction. You, you mentioned Camille. They do actually do butane extractions of a lot of natural products mm-hmm. to really concentrate them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, what does that do to people? What? Explain butane. Well, extraction. butane exposure. Uh, one of the side effects is euphoria, followed by a, 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 a headache. <laughs> but, it's called but, huffing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, there are. It is Sound found like in some extracts. Yeah. It is found in some extracts in, in significant mm-hmm. quantities, um, but usually it's purged out in the process. If you have a closed loop system, it can be quite effective. But you know, if you're Do just you... doing it in your living room, you're prone to prone to blow yourself up. There's a lot of videos on the internet. No, of people. I was, they call that, that wasn't the what I was. At. I was asking, like, does that affect? I mean, like, why do you know? People, how does it affect people, or does it affect people? Uh, well, <laughs> it is a toxic <laughs> gas, but I don't know how it affects the products. Um, right. No one really knows. Wow! If it does, so well, it burn, it'll burn your eyebrows off. Seventy <laughs> 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 percent of your skin, right off. Wait, is that Richard Pryor? Yeah, oh, oh, I didn't say. It. Oh. He, I don't think he was smoking butane hair. No, no, he wasn't. No, but he, he was, was using a butane lighter. Yeah, he had that light, that, that torch. Stuff is, part of the reason it's dangerous is because it collects on the floor. It doesn't, like, rise up. And so even if you're doing it, like, outdoors, you can still create a nice big fireball. That's right. Really? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Don't have a Jerry curl. You hear you? that, crackheads? <laughs> you hear that, crackheads? It's funny. Oh, oh my God. Okay. All right. So our next study is about the drug ketamine. So we all know ketamine is being used for antidepressant properties. Did researchers conclude after a study that the antidepressant effects of ketamine are through cannabinoid receptors? So they're basically... Did researchers conclude that ketamine is acting through the same system as cannabis for its antidepressant effects? Yes. Isn't there another ailment that ketamine uses is used um, for? It's, it's mostly for depression. It's depression or date rape. That's, no, I, that's GHB. <laughs> GHB. <laughs> like, hold up, what? <laughs> Holy God. Okay, geez. I'm wrong. <laughs> what have you been putting in our Your place? Honor, huh? I thought I was on ketamine. I just started hoping <laughs> on all that. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, oh, my God. I'll, I'll say, I'll say true. Mm-hmm. I'm not going I'm abstaining. You're abstaining? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Can you do that? Two votes with yes. If I know the answer, yes. But that well, isn't. You got to take a yes or a no, right? Okay, go ahead. So this is true, <laughs> according yes, to the Journal of Biomed Pharmacotherapy. Uh, researchers um, from Tehran uh, basically found that in mice that they could block the antidepressant effects of ketamine by blocking the receptors for THC. So now they're thinking that there's this crosstalk between ketamine's beneficial effects. And the endocannabinoid system. So without cannabinoid receptors functioning, you may not get um, that antidepressant effect mm. from ketamine. It's mm. a fascinating mm. thing as ketamine is going into clinical studies. Yep. Yep. But I mean, yep. How, yep. How, yep. How? It's fascinating. Fun stuff. It's, right. it's amazing to me, like, how the endocannabinoid system affects moods and mood regulation and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Yeah. So one more story, I think. All right. So we'll do one more, and then we could uh, see if the callers are ready or talk about uh, April 20th. All right. All right. Well, our last headline, did researchers uh, conclude that – did researchers publish an article detailing strategies for producing giant hemp seeds and cannabis crops? Did researchers publish an article recently detailing strategies for producing giant hemp seeds and cannabis crops? Giant hemp seeds meaning like the size of the seed itself or how big the hemp will grow? Uh, Both the size of the seeds and the harvest uh, if you're Mm. growing four seeds. Hmm. Sounds hmm. like bullshit. Sounds like Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. It does, Jack right? and like the Weed Stalk. And the white weed stalk. <laughs> that's a that's a whole other story. That's about, you oh know, stealing God. and stuff. Oh yeah. my god. Stealing another man's weed. Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> the weed stalk. You know what I mean? Jack and the weed stalk. Yeah, Jack See, that that's weed. A good, that's a good I'll write story. It. Anyway. <laughs> I I think it's fake. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with true. According to the Journal of Genetic Resources and Crop Evaluation, <laughs> researchers detailed how uh, you can produce giant hemp seed and cannabis crops and urge the need to develop public gene bank collections mm-hmm. of cannabis, very critical of oh. cannabis producers for their short-sightedness for eliminating cannabis germplasm. Uh, they say there's Ooh. a lot of biodiversity, that genetic diversity we're missing out on, and there needs mm-hmm. to be more R&D on actually producing new cannabis varieties. So not just getting clones and growing clones and mm-hmm. growing clones, but 
like actually breeding the plants for different properties and you could produce some really unique things, mm-hmm. improve efficiency, improve standardization and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but I, I think uh, that's another great idea. Start your, your cannabis gene bank. Hey. All right. Can cool. you deposit? Monsanto's <laughs> probably beat us to it. Monsanto's? Maybe. Oh, God. Those oh, those. There, there are they are evil. seeds in the World Seed Bank, but not a, a huge genetic diversity. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this used to be a concern back in the day when there were tons of raids by the DEA is if someone had a unique variety of cannabis and they got raided, that was those genetics were gone because people don't share their IP, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. their property. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of things that have probably been lost to time because they, there's no way to preserve them. But, right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's move into a discussion about what April 20th is and what it means to each of us. I don't know if you guys have ever celebrated on 420. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, April 20th uh, is just generally a time when people who like cannabis intend to spend the entire day completely stoned, which is in complete contrast to how they spend the 19th. (laughs) <laughs> or the 18th or the, day or the 21st right. but this is typically a day with tons of cannabis friendly events um, leading up to this we've seen events like the Michigan Hash Bash and other events that have been no arrests um, no major issues uh, and even support from local politicians and things like that is this no the holiday the where event. Father Weed comes down and delivers like hemp socks to all the nice kids <laughs> I think you get that a hemp be... rock if you were bad. Right. <laughs> rock. A rock in yeah. that bag. Yeah. It's a piece of coal wrapped in a, a hemp. Or it's a piece of crack. <laughs> a piece of crack. <laughs> you don't deserve it. You got to do that. <laughs> give you rocks is what you get. Can you I'll give you a habit. Wait, what would decorating the tree look like <laughs> exactly. for oh, 420? God. Oh, my God. Another That's a good, good idea. idea. God a good damn ass it. idea. That... Well, contest. We should have people. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Anyway. What? What would you decorate it with? I would. Oh yeah. I do small. Yeah. Little little ornaments. Like what? I would have like roach clips with danglies holding things down on it. (laughs) I do. That's that's a hell idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Write it down. We should. Next year's 420 contest. trio, 420 tree. So I'm a little bit older than them. Like, uh, who? You know, when that, I think when it got popular was after. What got popular? 420. 420. So, like, you know, well, when I was in high school. the first time I ever I heard of remember. 420, it had to do with Homeboy's birthdays. I mean, not Homeboy, but that, that tyrant's birthday mm. from the Second World War. Mm. That's his Who's? birthday, Adolf Hitler. Really? That's, that's the first time I ever heard of it. I never even knew that. Oh, knew. It was a few years later, like in the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. That uh, it's been. But when we when, was young, they weren't wait, celebrating. When did there they was start it, Jay? Huh? When did it, what year did that get? I, I don't Dr. J? Um, it is unclear exactly what year mm-hmm. it has started. And I've heard a lot of reasons why, where for 20 comes from, a lot of. Stupid reasons. One reason someone told me was because marijuana is passed in a circle and there are 420 degrees in a circle. <laughs> but, <laughs> I heard it was because uh, that's the code that the cops use. So, yeah, I yeah, think you told me, no. brother. Huh? 420, like... man. Huh? Hey, Shoot you 420 times. <laughs> <laughs> 420 bullets, man. I'll put it in your back. 
That's that's interesting. But you know. actually, I it is a police code, right? No, huh? that police code, as you said earlier, is I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Take that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it actually is said to. We come... actually went through that. Remember, and remember, remember how, he took how he took it. He took it from I, us like, and then like he looked this. at us like, "Well, you, you can go now." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. And here's the kicker: we walked like what, 15, 20 steps. Yeah, and look, we turned back, back, and him and, and his partner were gone. Gone. I mean, took it like this, like like this. Like, yo, careful, don't spill nothing. You want me to arrest you? They gotta, they, <laughs> they gotta take it to the crime lab. Uh, and they put it. Uh, oh, the way, no, what? That was the first thing he and I noticed. Looks was like, back. Yo, did you see the way he took it? It's yeah. like, yo, Jan, I can't roll this. Will you roll right. it? Would and you, you roll know it? how to take it to yep. roll it. Uh-uh. Between two fingers, yeah. and he was like, I got keep walking. He's like, What do you have there? I was like, he is definitely, like, Give me that. He yeah. is definitely wanting to go to the concerts. Oh, yeah. He's not he one opting a, out. No, he was one, yeah, he was oh on his own. I'll never forget that. But, yeah. I have to tell you, <laughs> I, 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 and here's the kicker. He said, He said to us, You got any more? Right, I said, No, no Reggie uh-uh. said, Yes. <laughs> I got scared. I didn't know the way my fucking. And then he took Randy's back. Took my shit and sent us on the way. When was this? We oh was my, like ten years. Ago. Yeah, ten, oh my fifteen god. years ago. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh god. I got like, scared. You got any more? Is no. <laughs> yes. He's he's nodding. Yes, I love it. I love it. I'm looking over at this man like, come on, like, come I on, Randy. He took his. <laughs> I've been sick. Randy's too nice. Uh, He's going to be wait, like Mr. Remember that time Honest. I rolled a perfect blunt in a blizzard? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. No gloves. No, no gloves. gloves. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Bing. Oh, nice. my God. I have to tell you, I never heard of 420 till around 10 years ago. Yeah. And and um, I never really, like, heard of it. And when I heard of it, we were having, where I used to live, we were having a big community dinner that night. And so I baked, like, dozens of cookies like my kind of cookies that mm-hmm. i like to bake very well and we're in we're all i'm started handing them out i i got the entire town almost stoned we're sitting in line to get our food and all of a sudden people just start laughing and laughing and laughing the entire place we were all highs and they were really strong too in fact our friend pat he called himself bubbles so he has a new nickname <laughs> it was a nutty night mm. that night it was a good night Did, wasn't there a rumor they used to give bags away on some uh-uh. day in the yeah. city and for, for 420 yeah, and we never down at the metal in the metal yeah. yeah have a whole bunch of kids but waiting see, down there. you can have your huff socks out right and father Weed there will come go. and deposit your weed in your socks if you're good. If you're good, otherwise you get the crack rock. Yep. All right. <laughs> for the habit. Well, po- the term 420 is rumored or legend has it it comes from a group of like uh, high schoolers in Marin who would meet around 420 to consume cannabis in Marin County in the Bay Area. So 420 in the afternoon, the crew got together. That that, that makes sense. Right, Some yeah, Bay Area yeah, kids, yeah. I could see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ur- or it's just I hope an they urban got paid. Right, it's probably Hallmark not. probably created right. the holiday since they tend to create. Well, every they're other getting ho- paid now. I bet yeah, for twenty cards. Do you think? Well, you oh, shouldn't buy it. them if they come from Hallmark. <laughs> you should buy them if they come from someone who makes them out of hemp paper and creates a whole <laughs> system. Don't go and buy. It's like buying marijuana from Marlboro. Don't. Right. Why do we? And, <laughs> they already made their money. You know, I love it. That's I love my it. Granddad. Oh, uh, my God. Well, I think I, I have a caller here if we want to patch him in. Yeah. 
You want yep. to go? Yeah, we're yeah. going to cut. Uh, oh, we got a caller. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, Wait, talk is it among- Chris? No. No, unfortunately. No, really? Chris? Oh, I was hoping we were going to get Chris calling. to call today with yeah. his girlfriend, but that's okay. Oh, well, I hope they're okay. I wonder what ever happened if he ever got like a really good um, a, a variety or of, something like well, that. Well, we got to get Chris back on. I wanted. I was hoping to have a chance to talk to. Uh, I guess maybe he's trying to. Maybe he's on another date with someone else or something. I think he's still with her. Um, uh uh-uh. Yeah, he's. I think Chris got a little uh, issues with uh, with his weight. Yeah, <laughs> he can't wait to eat. <laughs> Oh, my God. Y'all are being Sorry about that, Chris. Chris. All right. We have a caller, guys. Hey. All right. Ezra, you're live on the podcast. Do you copy? I do copy. How you doing, guys? Good, good. Good. Hey, Ezra. Hey, Ezra. You're sitting here with Greer, Randy, Jan, and myself. Uh, what, What has you calling us today? So my question was, you know, in terms of community, like where do... You know, I'm a cannabis scientist. Where do I go to uh, connect with other cannabis scientists, share ideas, you know, uh, network, stuff like that? You need to come on this podcast. <laughs> For starters. Well, I've done that. Here I am. There it is. Well, there's a bar. For cannabis scientists. Yes, Just there kidding. is. <laughs> There's yes. a, a dating spot. website. Right. We know a spot. Yeah, we do know a spot. And it's not called a rehab center. <laughs> are, Sorry. That's are there right. particular types of scientists you're trying to meet? That's a big right. that's a big question. You're that's looking right. for biologists and veterinarians. Social like, scientists. Is, yeah, we could connect you with social workers interested in cannabis. Cultivators. Cultiv- yeah. yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of groups. Well, I'm a chemist. Ah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Ah, we'll definitely find Dr. you a job. I think there's a there's a high demand for cannabis chemists. I, I think the the one of the best places is the American Chemical Society. <laughs> it's uh, we founded a uh, subdivision there for cannabis chemistry, and they have uh, meetings. A no, this is real. Yeah, this is real. Oh, yeah, this is real. oh. Randy's uh, like you're, you're, yeah. It's oh. hard to believe one of the largest and one of the oldest professional scientific societies in the world has a subdivision devoted entirely to cannabis chemistry. They just had a conference in Florida. They're going to have another one in San Diego coming up in the fall. Uh, And they have just content devoted just for cannabis chemists, just for them to meet, share their ideas. So I'd check out the CAN-CANN subdivision. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How how have you impacted the industry with this subdivision? And how have you guys kind of... you know what, Ezra? This is going to be for you. I am. I, how do you see that this will benefit the cannabis industry by having this kind of like group of scientists? Well, you know, I think it's it's difficult to overstate the value of scientists being connected. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Um, you know, scientists collaborate. Okay. Scientists work together, and if they don't know each other. Yep. then it makes it a lot harder Dig to it. collaborate, right? Right. Um, but, you know, there's the whole, like, joining forces thing, too, in terms of, um, I, th- I think if scientists get together and are in a place where people can find them, sometimes other people need scientists, too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, you know, if we're setting action limits for, um, you know, for pesticide detection or for residual solvents like 
the lawmakers don't necessarily have a good grasp on, on that right. science, right? Wow. So where do they go to get recommendations? And so I think in terms, you know, it is super beneficial for the people who are in this, the association who are connected, but it's also huge for, uh, you know, for it's a huge resource. So tell me, what have you guys done to to make a, an impact, you know, because most people, I'm fortunate just because I work with Jayhan and, and know a little bit about what you guys do, but tell us like for everyone else listening, how have you guys impacted the industry? Like, yeah. are there any tangible results from things? Yeah. What has science done? done for us lately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're working on stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're working on stuff. Like a good example is, um, I, I can't remember which state, but they said that, you know, you had to be a certified cannabis chemist. And mm. then, you know, the question became, well, okay, who's the certifying body? Right. So in that right. case, hmm. you know, it's the National Registry of Certified Chemists. And, um, and they came to us, you know, oh, they wow. came to CAN in order to get, um, you know, that type of content. You know, what is it that makes a, a cannabis chemist certifiable? Ezra, so, how do you, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm I'm sitting here okay. daydreaming about, and you said we, so I'm assume, I'm assuming you're talking about the group of cannabis uh, chemists. chemists that exist around the world, and I guess you like guys Dr. have Dr. J, like Dr. J here. Man. So in you caught me, you caught me on my shill. Yeah, damn <laughs> 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 it. But five years from now, with what how we're seeing things are shaping. How would you shape uh, your network and how would you guys be best used in uh, making industry and shaping industry? Well, I think, you know, five years from now, we'll probably have our own trade show that is just cannabis chemists and mm-hmm. and associated companies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes we like to dream about being like rubber division at yep. ACS. They, they're huge. Right. And they do whatever they want because they've got enough money. Um, and we're, and cannabis is 10 times bigger than rubber, mm. you know, in terms of industry size. Mm. So why shouldn't, you know, why shouldn't cannabis chemistry be, you know, the largest group mm-hmm. at, uh, at ACS can, or, yeah. or at I... least, you know, be able to do whatever we want. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I think there should be comprehensive and logical standards. Absolutely. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, of the way that people are operating in extraction laboratories and, and analytical laboratories. Right. I think the laws should be sensible and reflect that. I think everybody should have the opportunity to consume cannabis without fear of ingesting pesticides. Right. right. Um, you know, and I think that it's all a matter of time, you know, and it, you remember when snowboarding started? You mm-hmm. remember it was all mm-hmm. assholes parked sideways on the mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's because everybody was learning, you yep, know. Right. Yep, um, right. <laughs> and now, now you know you can't you can't really say snowboarders are worse than skiers. Yeah. So yeah. really, an okay. So let me ask you a couple, Another question is, what do you think is the biggest threat right now that you see for the cannabis industry? The Republican uh, Party. Republican and president. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Okay. They said it together. And he was making a joke. Ezra hit it right on. Yeah. See, I think he's going to yeah. legalize it because he's going to want to get in the money. That's yeah. Well, he, I, I mean, I'm sure he has yeah. investment already, even yeah. if he's fronting like he's other sports. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. a great. That was oh, great. That was great. Well, I, I have oh, to tell more, you. Oh, one more. One more. Just okay. let me ask. Yeah. So, this is. I speak for Chief and myself. Mm. Being in proximity with PhDs and doctors and chemists mm-hmm. from coming from the cultivating side and the recreational side, we we generally wouldn't cross paths. No, we wouldn't. So mm. how do we cross paths more? Um, because all that's doing for somebody who is on the recreational side is giving them education, um, allowing them not to guess anymore and be more dialed into exactly what they're doing. And from the cultivation side, you always want to, you know, meet somebody who understands something on the micro level. Mm-hmm. 420 dating app. There it is. And it's for everybody, everybody from every side of it, from recreational to chemist to, industry. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how men, women, you know. What, what was the question? I was like, <laughs> Ezra was like, I'm smoking here. What you say? <laughs> like, as you got, I, <laughs> like, like your regular 420 buddies that don't have your level of education and science background in it. Um, I'm sure they feel empowered by having a friend that is like totally. How do we? How do guys in? like Randy and I come across? Like, we're fortunate because we know both Jan and Doctor J. Right. We were asking how how do we how do we build something uh, where we, we we can all go to and figure out where we are, like all of these chemists and all of these people who who want to uh, grow or, or or recreational or right. just or, or and both from from both sides of it. Both sides, yeah, like you know, like that's what he was asking. Yeah, where can right people meet? Is there well, an I interface? Think, I think yeah. there's probably a lot of groups. I don't really know them because uh, you know I, I'm not a grower or yeah, uh, right. But but I think they're out there. Apps. There's different. Yep. There's a lot of different associations. I have to say, I think that it's so important what you guys are doing around safety and standardization, yeah, especially the safety piece. Because as a clinician, I'm always concerned about what are my patients using and how are they using it and is it safe? And and we've seen, you know, like we were just talking about today about some unregulated CBD products. And and I understand that we don't have the regulations right now that we would like to see, but but I just really think that what you guys are doing and the conversations you're bringing to the table are so important for all of us, you know, and most people don't understand the nuances around cannabis. So thank you very much. Jan, a question for you. Do yeah. doctors that prescribe Ritalin and other uh, stuff like that that controls, do they worry about side effects or are they like this drug has been tested so much that well, I'm just yeah, prescribing it? It, I'm just prescribing it. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know briefly what the side effects are. That's what they'll say. But mm-hmm. they da- they tend to downplay it because it's gone through the FDA drug approval process. I see. And, and what I still find really upsetting is when they're prescribing benzodiazepines like Clonopin or Xanax, but yet they won't be supportive of their patient with PTSD using cannabis. Mm. And those medications, from my perspective, are far more dangerous than Mm -hmm. cannabis ever could be just because of the risk of physical dependency. And um, so... So I think we have a lot of education. And back to what Ezra and them are doing at CAN, I, I think that they're really trying to do a great job. They actually helped co-write our, our um, press release when we did the Consumer Warning. So they're, you know, they're, they're fighting the good fight. They're fighting the this. good fight. So yep. One last question before we let Ezra sure. go and bring on our next caller from Philly who has a question about cannabis. Um, 
Ezra, what's, you know, being a cannabis can- chemist and a extraction expert, what's, what's one or two of the weirdest things you've encountered in your work with extracts? If you can share. Um, sure. Well, you know, there was a lot of this mystery oil that would be, uh, included and it took us a long time to figure out what it was. And it turns out they were, um, a combination of like mercaptans and lubricants, which were used <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to basically preserve <laughs> butane, right? In a canister. And so people were using canned butane and they were adding all this crap. So that was very strange. Oh, my um, oh so all the, the, the impurities in the butane can were ending up in the extract, like the lubricants inside yeah. the can and oh all this. Oh, my God. Shatter. Yeah. Is that what that yeah. is? Like you're talking about shatter, yeah? So it would. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. So when, so, when you actually started analyzing that stuff, you'd find a lot shatter. of funny, yep. funny So the butane in there. Yeah. So this is why people need to buy regulated products yep. and tested yeah. products oh, wow. because you don't know some... what the world yeah. they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave you with this one because I used to run a consulting company, so I get phone calls all the time. Uh-huh. And one time somebody called me up and without so much as introducing themselves, I uh, said, what can you tell me about the CBGBs? It <laughs> <laughs> hey, was a great club back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> in the 70s, Blondie played there. The Ramones. Right. Oh, <laughs> and now man. it's like a well, clothing store. If I, if I can be shameless, please let me uh, plug the can group. Um, you can follow us on... Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, where can be Chaz, C-A-N-N-D-C-H-A-S. Okay. Um, and you can visit our website, canacam.org, C-A-N-N-A-C-H-E-M.org. Um, and we need members. So, uh, anybody can join. You can always join just to support our cause, even if you don't think of yourself as a scientist and oh, maybe you learn something. Joining. No, Wait, Brooklyn what is Sprout it again? got you back. Can we tag joining. you? Can we tag you? I'm sorry? What is it again? C-A-N-N? Can you send it to us? D-C-H-S? Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to send it. I call, yeah. yeah, I'll send it in. Uh, C-A-N-N-A-C-H-A-M. Oh. I'm sorry, C-H-E-M dot org. How can I come? How the hell did I All get right. this letter? Thank, Thank you so much, Thank Ezra. You, we might uh, bring you back to tell us some more of your consulting stories yeah, later yeah. on. That was fascinating. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Thank I'll you so you much. The time I had a, a butane explosion, I was in the middle of. Oh, <laughs> oh I lot of gotta hear this. Do we? That's what. Save it for the sequel. All right. Thanks for calling in, Ezra. Good. He tricked. Us. He, we thought he was calling in with a question. I thought he had good. a question about extracts, and he tricked us. <laughs> yeah, That's right. great. He I'm glad us. he called because you know what? We need we need to keep hearing. And now we know that there's right. another brilliant doctor out there. That's right. Yeah. Do we have another caller? Yeah, let me uh, get him on the phone. You guys talk amongst yourselves. We didn't give our buddy from Boston a shout what? out oh, yeah. today. Which buddy from Boston? Amanda. 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 She's not on. Amanda, oh, Amanda. we miss you. Oh, Amanda. Shit. In oh. fact, I'm going to tag her right yeah, now. You Amanda. Tag Amanda. Amanda, where are today. you? Yeah, something was missing. Quiet. Where's the child of Amanda? Amanda. <laughs> Yo, what the hell is Canatrex? Hey, I don't know. What is it? I don't know, but nope. it's just that billboard I was telling you about. In New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh, Uncle Bud's hemp. What? Natural products for every <laughs> part of your da- daily life, right? 
He has this mask, so, which has, supposedly has CBD, whatever. Oh, my mother had hemp mask today. For real? First time. She huh. called me up. Go Detox ahead. Martha's getting hip. They got a dog shampoo, a deodorant. Uh, I don't know. I see, it's a giant billboard on 42nd Street, dude. <laughs> and it says, uh, made with Canatrax. What the what fuck the is Canatrax? I have no clue. Made with Canatrax. Now they're just jumping on. I don't know. That's why I'm like, yo, let's, I would love to have well, the, you know the what? fucking means It's to a good test thing, thing that to, to, I can actually Google it right now to find out what yeah. the hell Canatrax is because I have never heard of that. What street is that? Oh, 42nd Street, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Uncle Bubs. <laughs> what is Canatrax? <laughs> and it's trademarked. Wow. <laughs> it's the trusted right. family formula. Are you guys formula. ready for the next caller? He's ready. Yes. Yeah, all right. Trusted family formula. Yeah. yeah for how long? All right. when? Undoubtedly, this uh, is what they're calling their product, Canatrex. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like oh, no yeah. Trex in my Canatrex. All, right. <laughs> all right. On the phone, we have Billy from Philly. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? What's hey, good, Billy? Billy. Billy? You're here with Billy. Greer, Randy, Jan, and myself. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out to us. What is your? Uh, we'll let you ask a couple questions. Uh, but what? Uh, what's your first cannabis question that you have? Yeah, so I'm in Pennsylvania, and you know we're we believe we're on the path towards recreational, which we're all excited about. Um, and you know we hear you know or traveled or hear all about kind of the products that become available when things get legal recreationally. So I'm wondering for you guys, like if you're, you know, if you're putting something in a dab, are you looking at the live nectar or resins or um, wax or um, oils? What, what, what do you guys recommend so that when we when we get the opportunity here, we can go straight for the recommendation. <laughs> That's a good question. So what type of, uh, maybe like what type of extract do you think you guys is the future or do you prefer? I know that we've discussed products uh, mm -hmm. on here before. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm an old fashioned guy. I like, the, I like the mechanical pressed products and you don't mm -hmm. see a lot of them. So I'm hoping that as time moves on and the quality control gets better, the cleanliness of operations get better, we'll see stuff that's like the pressed products, the extracted mm -hmm. products made without solvents, but more like mechanical separation. Um, you guys are familiar with dabs. Sure. sure. Well, I'm, I'm traditionalist, so I'm all about the flower and uh, if not the flower, the edible and a couple of the places that are speakeasies and are happening here in New York. Um, I mean, you'll have a huge option once PA goes. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think the I've had a couple dabs, and um, the ones I've had in New York, they they've you know they I guess they were all right, but the ones I had in Las Vegas were off the planet. They were off the chart. Uh, what, what does that mean uh, to you? Fantastic! It was that's uh -huh. slang. Well, what, what made them fantastic? Yeah, oh, just the, the, high, the, like... the, the the high from it. You know, was and, it real it flavorful or it was oh, it was super flavorful. And all you need is, you know, one, two hits. And, so and that you... little bit is is huge. It's, so it's, it's something to look for in a dab. Lots of flavor. You don't need to consume a ton of it. Not, so, yeah, yeah, you don't. Like a couple hits and you, yep. you're, you're ready to go. You know? Sounds like a very pure form. Not and it was probably was it like a pale color or was um, it like a I had, dark? I had a couple that were like a like a brown, brownish, a dark brown sort of color. And then I saw some other stuff that they refer to as crystals. 
You know, and Are you I, sure I, that I, wasn't I was, crystal meth? No, nah, it wasn't crystal meth. <laughs> Crystals. <laughs> it wasn't crystal After I tried that. No, it wasn't crystal meth. But I'll tell yeah, you. See, you uh, know he's going to start scratching That was skin. the first thing that popped into my mind was <laughs> crystal know. meth. So at the same time, this thing could have absolutely been amazing, but. Being that the title and the way it looked, it turned me off from it. So That's yeah, a great point. I didn't try it. That's right. a great because... point. So maybe one of the recommendations <clears throat> for the market is to make products that do not resemble illicit narcotics exactly. that are not good to consume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid and, you're going to And it was yellow shit. and oily looking. Every, it smelled fantastic. It really right. did. It yeah, smelled great. But just because it, and it looked crystally, like they were little <laughs> crystals, little <laughs> square boxes almost. And... You know, I was just like, yeah, nah. Give me, give me the stuff that looked like mud, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy, I hope that I hope that answers your question. You got any other list, uh, comments from the studio from the the weed well, nut? Yeah, gallery? And I can just ask this and, sure. and listen to the response. But um, you know, we're all looking forward to a day where it's not state by state. I'm wondering what you guys think. Like, what do you think a, a critical mass, like a number of states? to be recreational before we see anything really okay. possible at the national level. That's a yeah. good question. I have to say, I want us to get away from the word recreational. So I'm on this like path of us calling it therapeutic. Because if you think about it, what we deem adult use or recreational use is really more therapeutic use. People mm -hmm. like to just... Yeah chill mm -hmm. out they yeah. like to go home and it's different relax. than drinking it's not yes. going to the yes. liquor store yes yeah. we, you it's, like to go to different. sleep you know what i mean right. so I, I wasn't dissing your question i'm sorry no, if it came a, off that right. way but i i really want us to become intentional about that word just because it but, I, I think it makes people think you know they're not thinking about why people use right this, you know but, but what anyway. the point billy was hitting yeah. that will improve um commerce between three states let's say in tri-state area philly jersey new york mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we are once we all are legal i mean you're talking about the folks that come from philly on metro north up to new york in an hour and back and forth right um yeah. i mean it's tri-state area is connecticut actually. yeah yeah, well, I was just saying because he's in, it's also, it, yeah, if you go south, oh, okay. it's that way. Oh, yeah. Three states, you know, yeah. south I think that's a good question. If, okay. if when states start to be more connected, so then they're quads, The quad states, man. Four yeah. states, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be enough to push it over the edge where you have this huge part of the population. If it comes to New Jersey or, I mean, it's already, something's already going on in New Jersey. I don't know what's going on yeah, in Connecticut. Federal rules interstate commerce, but you get three states like Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. That's right. It's a, a major trade block. Yeah. Major. Yeah. It's major. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the, the money major. it would produce is ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't understand everybody. why everybody in the country isn't going green light, yo. Like, and I mean, the, 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 the other businesses that'll benefit, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, to, to Philly for their 420 day and get a cheesesteak, yep. you know, cause <laughs> I dig it, you know, it's, it's what they're known for, yep. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, folks will come here, see Broadway plays, go do their thing and mm -hmm. stop yeah. at the spot. So excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for the great uh, question, Billy. Do you guys have any other final comments or you we mm -hmm. could discuss it off air too but yeah. do we I good hope, points billy thank yeah. you billy for calling us awesome yeah thank you guys love the show. all right hope you enjoy our show thanks all right that was good 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 um 
well, I had another caller, but he's driving, and I don't feel. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like he's going to be doing other mm-hmm. things while he's driving. So, is he driving and smoking? Uh, is he hotboxing? He's in California, so Does he, he can have never be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not like go home in trouble. Damn it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh man. Um, yeah, I was just trying to see where people are at, um, if we had some more calls, but it looks like some people who are waiting are now driving. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, would they, if they have Rush Bluetooth, hour. that's not our yeah. responsibility. Well, no, I mean, if the, I'm sure that phone's not in their hands. Right. right. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not in their hands. And I hope they can talk them. Give us a call. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. one of these devices that somebody made a million dollars off of putting that thing right I there in know, the car. Right. right? Uh, I know. I and love. That, this is a uh, listener was like, my phone's about to die. Text my other phone. I'm like, what other phone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do. We'll do. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> Dear <laughs> other phone, okay. I'm texting uh, oh, you. I gotta call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> this is Charles. <laughs> well, nice to have you back, Charles. Charles. I'm a little pissed off at you and your boy Brutus. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's not how I sound when I talk. <laughs> Charles, what are you doing for 420? I'm not smoking. That's <laughs> You're not smoking, Charles? No, nah, I don't smoke. <laughs> Do you still ask, drink? Ask Shaq. <laughs> Wait, so you... Wait, can we get I'm Mike Tyson on the phone? Oh, no. Can we get Mike Tyson no, on the phone? No, we can't get Mike Tyson. Oh, he's Why? busy. He's, he's, busy? he's growing yeah, plants. He's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's yeah. finding... Oh. Yeah, you know, he's building something. Yeah, in yeah. Nevada, he's got like a research well, I cannabis saw an interview park. with him recently, yeah. dude, where he was smoking a joint and talking about what? how great Ali was. Really? Yeah, and how he could have never something that he could he smoked never on the like, air, dude. He had a joint in his hand, oh, dude. Snap. Mike Tyson is Mike a real Tyson. deep dude, yo. He started, he almost broke into tears, like. He yeah, man, okay. I sense. can I talk about Mike Tyson then? Mm-hmm. He's not a client. Jayhan's like, oh god, don't. I think that he has had a very difficult life. If you think of how he was brought up and then having to be in two different worlds like that, and then he was all all of a sudden famous with tons of money, marries Robin Givens, who. I, I'm not diagnosing anyone, but who's probably a handful. I know her. And then I went to school with her. And then sister. they they um you know, obviously he has a violent past and that's what his job is. But you can just in the way I've seen him being interviewed as well, and some of the stuff he's he is intense. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy who's had a lot of trauma, who's trying to work through things. And I as a therapist, of course, that makes me so happy when I see people because we Mike all have Tyson our shit. was one of these mm-hmm. guys you know? who, was, uh, who yeah. was generally and naturally just a really nice person. Yeah. But his surroundings and circumstances yeah, made him that. become the person that I he, can't you know, even imagine. Well, wait. Tough ass kicking dude. Hold on. I, I want to <laughs> ask you guys a question because you did, you did stuff in the past and Greer, you're still acting and all professionally when they but, give me work well no but it has to be if you're young and you get all of the success and money and women it has to really fuck with your brain i wouldn't know because i'm not young oh give me a, i'm, t- and, I'm no, serious honey, well i mean as I'm far serious. as mike tyson is is concerned he was he young was, he, he was, was like, like 14 when right. took him in right and then you know if you watch the movie conan the barbarian the same way conan was trained to right you know, 
beat another person. That's how they essentially brought Mike up. So how I never saw that movie. So sorry, mm. you're going to have to tell me what does that mean. So they basically took him away from his mother yep. at a young age. No, he in was his an orphan. He was an orphan. Yeah, I, and they, then yeah. they put him in this uh, tr- youth pit. train pit thing like where pit, where yeah. he, he became a pit fighter. This is the Conan we're talking right. about. Oh, okay. Well, but it's the same. <laughs> like it's Mike the Tyson same parallel. Orphan, no, it's the same exact parallel, though. That's why okay. I brought the movie up and, and what and it did to him. Like his so, parents weren't there. So right. did did the trainer actually take him from the family and mm-hmm. and all of that? He Mike was his Tyson? father figure, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he, he was just, a father figure. Did he not have any family before, or what? He happened? had a broken family, yeah. like most black people in America. I'm kidding. Um, not mine. Not mine. <laughs> right. Uh, he he came from a, a broken family, and right, right, you know, right. And Customata came into his life, and. All of that anger that he had, that he built up from living in the conditions that he was in, and yeah, he turned, he took it, and he fine tuned it into a, a magnificent boxing right. uh, dynamo. Mm. And you know, all of that money, and the worst thing that happened to Mike Tyson was when Customata died, because then all of the devils swooped in and right. they brought evil in. If Customata would have been around for like another ten years of Mike Tyson's he life, his, his outcome would have been completely different. Yeah. He would have never married Robin Givens. So he um, was really never. like he was, he was really um, a loving father figure to him. Yep, that's what I had always heard too. Yeah, he was. Used that's to kiss him before the fights. Yep. Oh, Boom, so he like, gave him. Oh, that's, that's sad. You, you saw but I mean, you, whether whatever he's dealing with. Yeah. You know, is what he's dealing well, with. And we all know? deal and with stuff. And he's going to deal not... with it through his life, I would right. imagine. You know, yeah. gotta... you guys ready to deal yeah, with sure. one more caller? Let's sure. do it. All sure, right. Sure. All right. Uh, Kyle, you're on the podcast. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from San Diego, California today. Wow. Wow. Nice. Oh, right on, sunny Kyle. California. So what, uh, what question brings you on the podcast today? Yeah, so I, I'm just wondering, so one, how often are we finding pesticides in cannabis and cannabis products? And then two, how bad are these pesticides really for you? Mm, um, well, so can I tell you from cultivated? Yeah, yeah, here, general agricultural stuff. So, yeah, Randy here, uh, Kyle, is our unapologetic <laughs> farmer. He teaches and does a sustainable hydroponic <laughs> cultivation. Mm-hmm. So he's our, is a resident agricultural expert. So some of our... Harlem distributors who are fortunate enough to have California connections often um, they they like the California outdoor bud, but it has been found to have pesticides right. on it right. as compared to indoor groomed bud that they get on the East Coast from cultivators that are growing in controlled environment stuff. Where you tend to not find that stuff on the buds, other right. you know anything other than safe soap and neem oil, if they are using any pesticides. So I think again, California will find more because of your access to outdoor. And, um, and Randy, I think you made a good point though. You made a distinction. Now you mentioned some pesticides, neem right. oil and these soaps. Yeah. And when we talk about pesticides, most of the time people are thinking of other stuff. That's not, right. Not these, and, and, but. You know, getting a little neem oil ingested is probably. Is, um, I don't know if you want to ingest it, even though. <laughs> but I mean, it's been used by Egyptians since the pharaohs, you know, mm-hmm. used neem on their skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, but 
No, yeah. so that makes I, sense. So there are some stuff that's been around for a while that are considered pesticides. While. Right. But Kyle, is your question not so much about these natural pesticides, but about these other ones we find? Exactly. Like some of the stuff like Eagle 20 and yep. all these like more, more exactly. like uh, widespread. I mean, they're used in other crops, I know, too. But yeah. right with cannabis, it's, you're smoking it. You're not eating it. So wow. I'm just curious as to how bad that is for you. That is a that is a good question. I know the workers who work with Eagle Twenty uh, packaging it wear all sorts of like Tyvek suits, and yeah. they don't want to get yep. exposed to it when it's it's used in apples, but it's used when they're not flowering, when they're not That's producing right. fruits because of its systemic nature. Oh, and it's used with cannabis. Yeah, uh, it not or it has uh, been. Yeah, it has been. Uh, I, I definitely there have been reports of a lot of pesticides from the data we have it looks like a lot of extracts in the last couple of years have turned positive so there's this weird thing that happens is as a cannabis flowers of pesticides on it might pass the test the the mm-hmm. lab analysis but then when that gets concentrated everything else gets concentrated in the plant mm-hmm. and then you might have more significant levels so some of the things related to pesticide exposure have to do with a lot of like adverse effects, dizziness and nausea and things like that. Um, some of them even um, can bind like nicotinic receptors and have like weird effects and things like that. Um, but generally, it's considered not good to be chronically exposed to pesticides for your health. Yeah. I would say no, this. that's just kind of scary. It can be bad for your skin. You can get rashes and things like that. Um, yeah, there was an exposure to Avid from a person uh, many years ago in the cannabis uh, dispensary who was uh, packaging stuff and right. had an allergic reaction, I think, something that resembled an allergic sure. reaction. So there can be like acute effects, like short-term effects from pesticide exposure. But there can be also long-term effects, which we really we have some evidence about their harm, but we don't know really if the levels in cannabis how harmful those are over time so then like in legal dispensaries in colorado and california you know oregon and all that can you expect that the cannabis from these legal dispensaries are going to have less chemicals on them or what well from a pesticide point of view a pesticide to used every day right. in every crop that we're eating mm. right so i, I Typical person, consumer, is washing their apple, washing their head of lettuce off, and assuming that is getting rid of all of the pesticides Mm -hmm. that have been used to keep it pest-free. Now, we don't know that. We know this has been a practice in the United States for as long as there's been FDA control. Mm -hmm. Um, Where we're getting to the point is that if you're growing outdoor bud on a huge plot of land... You've got to control pests in some form, in some way. Right, no, I get that. And I don't know if there's enough research that has been. Do you, Jehan? I mean, because to me, this is another safety issue. Like Mm -hmm. we were just talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. We don't know how bad it is for us. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's (laughs) uh, you should go with. That's why you should avoid stuff uh, on the illicit market, because it probably wasn't good enough to be sold in a dispensary. Uh. In the past several years, there was a study uh, published by Ethan Russo. And he this is a famous cannabis researcher and he bought like uh, i think it was almost 30 extracts in washington state in the the adult use market and had them tested independently 
and I think something like 70% of them came up with pesticides. There's even a class I mean, action lawsuit right now against yeah. a, a, a Roundup or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find it in some mm. products, even though they're labeled as pesticide free. So you really yeah. have to be careful out there. Oh, so to answer yeah. your question, don't Kyle, smoke it. Yeah, is that <laughs> <The> um, pesticide? <laughs> is that there? There is probably been highly prevalent in the past, but we anticipate be, with this with more and more regulations it'll be more regulated like agriculture is today yeah. but we really don't know what the long-term effects are of um this is surreal um getting some what are you doing someone else's computer no but that's a good question kyle we if we can find more data we'll we'll put it in the show notes but as far as we know the long-term effects are unknown, but there can be short-term health effects and may be responsible for some side effects of cannabis products. It's not related to the THC. Yeah. But it, it is it is a problem, and it need, I think with cannabis being regulated federally, yep. uh, we'll get guidance from things like the USDA mm-hmm. and stuff about what pesticides are approved for this type of use. But FDA, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, on a date, just a little wow. slight side note, but if you buy chicken from a supermarket, are you buying organic chicken or are you, go, are you still buying, you know, the Purdue, Purdue that, yeah. that they eat the feed that has the, mod, the genetically modified mm-hmm. feed? And because it's, you know, ingrained in us, we're generally picking up the Purdue and, and Tyson Farms that. or whatever and not spending extra mm-hmm. for the organic stuff mm-hmm. that, so maybe that's a good tip to help people navigate this cannabis market is it might be worth paying that extra dollar maybe. for something that's tested and yeah. handled a little better Absolutely. until we know what the risks What's are. What's really going on. And yeah. to realize if you're buying it from the illicit market, you yep. really don't know what you're getting and potentially getting something right. that wasn't good enough for the that's legal right. market. Yeah. yeah. This, this and it should be a selling point. To yeah, absolutely. That and consumers don't them. understand that. Right. That's where, as I've gotten into this journey, that's kind of become part of my passion is that we really just don't understand mm-hmm. the nuances mm-hmm. around cannabis. And if it was wine, you, know? you pay extra for great, a great great bottle of wine. Right, and- right. Do Good. they have any, like, organic cannabis yeah. producers? Well, then it can't be labeled strictly like that because right. of the USDA, but there are uh, processes for producing mm-hmm. hemp and stuff that are organic. So organic isn't actually necessarily a product. It's a process oh, for yes. producing it. Right. So right. sometimes you do see organic products that have pesticides because they're grown next to plants that are sprayed in an agricultural setting. Mm-hmm. So how's that oh, for a melon uh, scratcher? Yeah. Oh, so my God. I hope that gets close to answering your question, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Yeah, good one, yeah, Kyle. Yeah. That was a very thorough answer, and I'm really appreciative. Thank you all so oh, much. Thanks, thanks for man. listening, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we had a record three callers today. Uh-oh. Well, this wow. might become what we do. I don't know. We'll I see. like this. No, I good. like them asking questions because yeah. I think that's really important. Yep. So maybe we can just keep asking our listeners that as you're listening through the week, send us questions on facebook yeah, that's right we're happy we want to be able to answer this or yeah. we can give you the number to call in you know uh we'll we'll have to figure that out maybe you know what i we can figure that out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right cool so <laughs> we're, we're, we're nearing like, the end here so i just want to leave the people who are still listening and watching this with their mind munchie for the week uh do we have uh, anyone want to go first i will just because my granny had a saying, and I've been thinking hmm. about something that my granny, who was just this crazy, funny Southern woman, 
said. So I'm going to leave with a saying this week. And there's nothing behind the saying. There's no meaning behind the saying. It's just actually my favorite saying. Everything that shines isn't silver and everything that stinks isn't shit. Mm. I love that saying. Mm. Jahan's heard it a lot, probably. (laughs) I say this all the time. So if you have something bad, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing because you never know. And just because something seems really good and great doesn't really necessarily mean it's a good thing. So it's a really kind of unique saying. And she, it's just, there's a lot of wisdom behind that. And I've been thinking about her this week. So, all right. Cool. Cool. Do you all have a mind munchie? Um, here's a little, a little assignment for, for our, our listeners. And maybe somebody will come back. There's a bad song called Harvest for the World by one of the baddest groups ever. The Isley Brothers. Read the words to this song. And it applies directly to what the cannabis uh, industry is facing, what we deserve as folks and humans, um, that are existing here and um trust me when you look up the words to that song and we, we will quote some of them next week you'll see how What's important the name they of the are. Song it's again? called harvest for the world by okay. the isley brothers okay. nice oh, that's I like that. beautiful nice i like that awesome <clears throat> greer do you, do you have a mind munchie for this week no <laughs> no 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 I'm going to keep these gems to myself. <laughs> yeah, that could be the mind munch. You keep the gems. That's it. Munch on that. Munch on that. Perfect. Perfect. That's hard to top right there. Yeah. Um, I guess I would just uh, close by um, saying uh, someone wrote this in a, in a textbook to me uh, about cannabis that they authored. They wrote, better living through phytochemistry. So better living through plant chemistry. Oh, I like so that. So think about how plants, plants affect your life a lot, not just cannabis, yep. and figure out how to live better through them. Yes. All right. That's great. Yes. Wow, so, another show. What is this episode? This from? is episode 11. Damn. Thank damn. you so much, everyone, and we will... Uh, post this with some notes yep and as always before we end it i do want to thank our wonderful sound engineer producer engineer. guy miles we Woo. love miles he's had to help with technical issues today lots of technical <laughs> issues jen's having Good and stuff. um also though for you the listener we really need your support so right. please patreon.com slash new hemp times there are different levels of support we hope that you will join us on this crazy ride that we call the global cannabis bonanza right thank you thank you guys have a great night bye